Hello again. You must be hungry. Tuesday and Wednesday, I am donating bone marrow slash stem cells to a leukemia patient. And I'm Chris, and my doctor is fairly certain that I've had an allergic reaction to an antihistamine. And welcome back to the <laughs> weekly <laughs> meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We review a different horror movie each week, and we discuss story, production, reception, and relevance in pop culture. Yeah, and in doing so, we basically spoil every aspect of the movie. If you've already been to our podcast, you already know that we basically... We give away everything, but it's great for those people who maybe don't want to watch a horror movie because it's, it's scary, like me. Yes, it's safe. We it's really hard to do jump scares in a podcast. But we'll try. But we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of people just stop this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so what are we watching today, Kate? Well, today, well, hopefully you already watched it. Did I? I Probably not. But I did. I, I did. Okay, good. I watched, and Chris apparently also watched Oculus. It's the Mike Flanagan's Oculus, but it's the 2014 version the whole movie version wait i'm sorry what so i'll talk more about it later but this is this movie is based on a short film oh okay i knew that i didn't okay i'm with you i am with you good job so yeah we're watching you definitely um, didn't watch this movie (laughs) oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) it's that one about the optometrist right (laughs) yes perfect so if you're new to this podcast which hopefully you aren't starting on episode 14 or whatever this is I don't. or maybe you are yay new people yay Yay, new new club members (laughs) but if you're new uh kate and i are both fourth year veterinary students Mm -hmm. who are getting ever so close to starting our real lives as doctors and it's very terrifying and so to avoid the never-ending march towards our own futuristic demise we have decided to occupy our valuable time with making a podcast about horror Mm -hmm. films exactly because kate loves them i love them and I hate them. Yes. <laughs> and this is kind of, we are sort of like self-elected presidents of this club and anyone can be a member. So if you're listening to it, to this podcast, you're technically a member. You just have to subscribe to our podcast and then um, argue with us. And that's all you really yeah. have to do. There are no dues. It's free. Yeah, but no staging of any kind of military coup because that's not cool. I mean, you can try. <laughs> Bring it on. You can try. <laughs> Anyways. So like Kay said, for this episode, we were talking about Oculus, came out in 2014, and super, super briefly, if you haven't seen it, it's about two adult siblings who are haunted by the violent demise of their parents, which happened 10 years ago, and now they're setting out to destroy this antique mirror, which has a supernatural evil demon in it, basically, and it's pretty messed up. Yeah, and they're, they're, the whole point of the movie is that they're trying to prove that their parents weren't just crazy and that this mirror actually is responsible for their deaths and also the deaths of a bunch of people who own the mirror before their parents. Right. For sure. For sure. So this movie, as far as film genre, I'm going to just call it a supernatural horror because that's, I mean, that's what all of them are, but. That seems super broad. I know, but. Is mirror horror? I was about to say (laughs) that. (laughs) Is there a movie about Bloody Mary that we could tie this into? I'm sure there's like. 18 B movies about Bloody Mary that I would love to watch with you. Yeah, right, we're this, is, this, this mirror is mirror horror. horror. <laughs> okay, so this, is, this is a very classic mirror horror movie. It was released Classic. in 
2014. It was um, shot in Alabama. And the director and also one of the writers of this movie is Mike Flanagan, who did you do you know who Mike Flanagan is or before you did your research? Literally no idea. Okay, well, he's actually pretty popular. Um, and he was popular not just for Oculus, but he did a lot of big movies. Most recently, he's done, I'm sure you've heard of it, The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, because I tried to get you to watch it, and you said no. Yeah, and I still haven't. <laughs> I probably won't. You but. said no. Well, he did The Haunting of Hill House, which is an excellent show on Netflix. It, if our listeners haven't already watched it, you guys should go watch it immediately. It's a horror, mm-hmm. it's a horror series. He also did Hush, and he did... Absentia, which is really popular, has a really strong cult following. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of it. And also, oh, he just did, he did the remake of Gerald's Game. I don't know. Well, he did, have you seen Gerald's Game? I have to ask. No. Okay, well, he, he did all of these movies. <laughs> He's very, very popular. And um, he wrote this movie along with Jeff Howard. And you, so I know you don't know who Mike Flanagan is, but you, you probably no. recognize, do you watch Doctor Who? I feel like you look like you watch Doctor Who. Of course I do. Yeah, see, I knew it. So you probably recognize Karen Gillian, right? Of course. Okay. I was. I got so excited when I saw her in this movie. Okay, so I, I picked that up without even knowing that you watch Doctor Who. Just <laughs> your sweaters and just general crispness. Oh, whatever. I, I had never seen Doctor Who. Um, I, <gasps> I knew her. I know. Join us next time for our Doctor no! Who. No! <laughs> that would literally last so long. I know! There's so much to talk about. That is such a can of worms done to unhinged so unrelated but whenever doctor who got really popular because like there was like the the reboot of doctor who and everyone was freaking talking about it and i was like okay i guess i should try it and so i tried watching it and i was like i don't get why do people this is so outdated i was watching the 60s version and no one yeah you were watching the old one yeah (laughs) i was like why (laughs) is everyone like this so much but i didn't that is awesome i didn't know her from doctor who i knew her from well, I actually think this was the first movie I'd seen her in because I'd already seen this movie. But she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. She yeah, was she that, was. Like, shaved head alien thing, Nebula yeah. or whatever. But you, you really like her. I love her, and this was actually her first American role, which explains why you've never seen her. So, unpopular opinion from the start. Get out. I know. I'm sorry. No. I. I won't tolerate. She's my I least favorite part of this movie. <gasps> I. I'm sorry. Oh my god! I don't think we can be friends. No. But do you like it? Do you like her in this movie specifically, or do you just love Amy Pond? No, she did really well in this movie, I feel, personally. Well. Oh my God, this is it. I know. (laughs) I just, um, I just felt like it was a comedy. It was just, I thought her line delivery was really weird. And I don't know if it's because she was trying to like suppress that Scottish accent or something. How dare you? I know, I'm sorry. Oh my God. She did so well in this movie. Okay. Oh my god! I mean, Kate Siegel did really well in this movie. I cannot believe, like, like this might be the first time that like I've liked certain aspects. of the I movie know this that is we've the first, about, and you don't like those parts. Oh, is it hard whenever you like something and then someone comes and shits all over it, Chris? Every yeah, week? well, congrats. We <laughs> did that to the entire horror community with Halloween. With Halloween. I know. We're not making friends here. No. So in this club, everyone disagrees with everyone. It's the nature of the club. It's true. But I think everyone <laughs> a- everyone likes Mike Flanagan, I feel like. Like, even on Twitter, I've been in discussions with people in Twitter about how much we love Mike Flanagan. I mean, he seems fine. It's like a well-done movie. Okay. I don't know anything about him. So I He's actually- no Amy Pond, but it's fine. <laughs> He's no Amy 
<laughs> so we're compa- okay. We're gonna compare those two. So I I knew a bit about Mike Flanagan before this movie because I had seen a lot of his work, but I found a fact that I didn't know. So you know, so Kate Seagull is one of the actresses in this movie. She is Marisol, who's like the last woman who is taken by the mirror. So the the other woman who's like smooching all over Dad the whole movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you recognize her from anything? Have you seen her in any other movies? No, not specifically. So I, I had known her from mostly horror movies, which explains why you've probably not seen her in other things. <laughs> so I knew her from Gerald's Game, and I knew her from, most recently, The Haunting of Hill House, and I knew her from Hush, which she also, I knew that she had written, she co-wrote that. And all of those are also Mike Flanagan's directions. And so I was like, oh, wow, he's like super held on to her, like, because she's yeah, super this is talented. Sort of like Tim Burton, Johnny Depp relationship. Yeah, it's more Tim Burton, Helena Bonham Carter because they got married in 2016. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, goodness. Yeah, he like super held on her because they got married and like had a baby. So, oh I, my God. I feel like an idiot for missing that because I love them independently. Like, I really appreciate both of them. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, they like each other too. <laughs> yeah, they do. They like, <laughs> like each other yeah. too. <laughs> That's awesome. But I I thought she was one of the stronger actresses in this movie. Um, her and, I can't remember what her name is, but the woman who plays Marie, the woman who plays the mom, I thought she was mm-hmm. super. She did real, real good. Did real well. But I'm going to start talking too much about these actresses. So, budget. The budget for this movie was only $5 million, which is crazy. Which is typical, right, for a Bloom house. It, okay, so it's Bloom house, but it's not Bloom house. Like, it's, Bloom house is one of the four producers of this movie. Oh. Yeah. So like, there's a bunch of producers. Because I, I saw it with Bloomhouse and I was like, God damn it. We can't stop picking Bloomhouse movies. This was the first time I recognized. Because like, this is the first time I feel like Bloomhouse had like a little Blip, producer's yeah. ad thing at the yeah. beginning. And so like, that's why that's the only reason I knew that. Yeah. it's it's I looked it up and it's like them and then three other producers. So it's like everyone kind of, I guess, threw some money in the pot and was like, we want to <laughs> so be So Bloomhouse is like, here's $5 <laughs> standard budget Standard for budget movies. for us. Yeah. <laughs> Um. We'll need you to make approximately $91 million with these $5. <laughs> Is that okay? Or you're out. <laughs> or we blacklist you. Pretend like we never had anything to do with you. They did. They made – so it was only $5 million, but they made all of that back on opening day. And then they've made a total of $44 million in the box office. So oh my God. financially a, a, a success. Well, so, I mean, it's kind of funny that you say that um, – I didn't realize that they had so many producers. But – so Mike Flanagan had held on to this movie for apparently quite a while and he could have had this movie out as early as 2006 mm-hmm. and a bunch of studios were, were were like ready to back this film they were ready to produce it for him but only if he agreed to do it in a found footage style oh, similar to paranormal activity yeah and he was like no I'm absolutely not going to do that and so that's why it didn't come out until 2014 cuz he wanted it filmed in a different style Good and for honestly, him I'm really glad because I don't think this movie would have been as effective in a I don't, film. I don't think so either. And we'll, we're going to watch a lot more of his works later because I'm obsessed with him. But he does just he does really good direction and cinematography. Like visually, everything is very much part of the story. So like, right. Even and with that's this, why I don't think it would have gone well. With yeah, it, it, it wouldn't. So I, the reason they wanted to do it found footage, which you, pro- you probably already know, is that this movie was based on a 2005 short horror film that was called Oculus Chapter 3, The Man with a Plan. So I hate that title, first a, of all. I mean, 
The man with the plan. So I and I look. I was like, is this like a sequel? It's not. <laughs> yeah, chapter three. I, I was, was like, where's number two? I was confused. I was but, really confused. But whatever. People liked it because you said they had, that he had offers in 06 and that movie came out yeah. in 05. And I hate to call it a movie. I mean, it's, it's like a it's a 30 minute short film. I Did you get to watch it? No, I had planned to, but then I just didn't have time. Then you just didn't do it. Cool. So I I, I, I watch bits of it, bits and pieces, and it is entirely like found footagey film. And it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a single actor, it's a single setting, and it's just a dude in a mirror. But people loved it. I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty cool from what I watched. Um, and then that I guess that's why they wanted to do everything found footage. But whenever he was like, "No, I'm not doing found footage, but I do want to make it a feature length screenplay." And he, he started to write it and he's like, this is kind of hard because, I mean, the story yeah. itself isn't the original. If you if you don't have the two parallel timelines, it's a very simple story. That's so true. Yeah. So and, and that's basically how he managed to make this a feature feature length movie is he was like, OK, I'm going to do these two timelines and go back and forth between them. So Which was, did. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it was so expertly done it's the strength of the movie for sure it was so well executed and it really just uh, we'll get into it but i really (laughs) really appreciated the way that he put those two timelines together and it's kind of funny because apparently he and pretty much everyone working on this movie just started getting really really confused about what part of the movie they were in at any given time perfect so he had to take the script and so all the scenes or any little bit that was in the flashback parts had to be written in italics on the sc- on the screenplay oh. and then everything in modern day was written in regular script and so like they literally had to like break it down for people being like no this is this isn't this is before that makes sense i like that because it's supposed to be confusing and even in some scenes you have like some of the younger characters in present day and vice versa i really mm-hmm. like it it's like almost it's like non-linear and like almost like there isn't a timeline when you're in that house it's crazy i like it almost like timey-wimey it's so timey-wimey do, oh. you know, do you even know what I just did? Do you even understand that reference? I, I Okay. I go to school with a ton of nerds, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you like shat on me for my sweaters. Oh, no. I'm not <laughs> shitting on it. I'm just saying you obviously watch Doctor Who. Obviously. Like you yeah. obviously drink out of a TARDIS mug that's clumsy and square. <laughs> <laughs> like I can just tell by looking at you. I do not have a TARDIS mug. That's neither. I have purchased them for other people. <laughs> it (laughs) the only other fun fact i really have for this movie is um that i thought was kind of interesting is it it had a remake but it was a bollywood remake oh my gosh i found that too isn't that crazy dobara see your evil it was a 2017 film i kind of want to watch it we're definitely watching it uh, just to see their take on it and mike flanagan was involved in that one too he was like yeah do you want it bollywood like do it and like i'll help you do it i was like i have to watch this this sounds amazing Oh I want gosh. it to be a musical very badly. I know it's probably not, but mm-hmm. but it could be. Should we start the Kickstarter now or after the episode? Yeah, <laughs> let's right now. If you're willing to donate money, every penny counts, people. Every penny counts to get <laughs> Oculus the musical. <laughs> oh so, my god, we could have like the the mirror could like sing and dance. Oh, absolutely! Wall. It's going to be a full fledged actor. Hundred percent. I'm thinking Neil Patrick Harris for the mirror. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so glad we agree on this. So I know, so I can, I get the sense that you like this movie. So Okay. So like, as per usual, it's very <laughs> similar to The Conjuring, right? Okay. Where I will, I don't plan to ever watch this movie again, ever in my entire life. Hmm. 
because it messed me up a little bit and yeah. I did not like it. It like <laughs> scared me. It spooked me. It was like playing with my brain. But just from like an objective scope, looking at this movie as a movie, it was exceedingly well done. And it I, is. In, in that perspective, I, I did actually enjoy this movie. It's a like good I was movie. riveted. Like yeah. I couldn't look away. No, you can't. People kept saying that about like Insidious. Like you said that about Insidious. And I was I like, no, I can look away from Insidious. Like, <laughs> Happily look away from Insidious. Happily. And people said that about Paranormal Activity too, which I'm like, I barely paid attention to. Oh, but, well. Mm. But this movie, like I, it genuinely gripped me. It is. It's gripping and it's creepy. It doesn't even seem like the kind of movie that would actually scare you. Like, it seems like, no. oh, like a, a mental haunting. And then it's like, no, there's like a ghost bitch with mirrors for eyes <laughs> right. like in your house. Yeah, no. But like, it plays with you. Yeah, like, it, absolutely. You, yeah. No, I thought it was really, really well done because you at some point you just start feeling like the characters because the characters are so confused. They don't know what's real. And you don't either. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't know what's real. You don't know what to believe. You don't know which argument is more valid. You don't you don't know if the demon is even real or not for the longest time. Every time one of them has a monologue, I just agree with whoever has that monologue. Exactly. I was like, you're obviously right. And then the guy starts talking like, obviously you're Wait, right that's too. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, no. Until he tried to say that Parvo is what killed his mom. Wait, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so should we talk about that now? Let's talk about that now. We, no, let's, let's get there. But we Should we? Okay. We'll us veterinarian folk have a few opinions <laughs> about that. <laughs> Oh my god! Our our adult dog got parvo, and then <laughs> and our mom the got it, and the plants got it because it spread through urine, of course. Anyways, so I mean, we obviously both found this movie rather enjoyable. Yes. Um, turns out, no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> Always, as soon as so, I care about a movie, what's at the Austin Chronicle? I swear to God. So, I don't even know the IMBD rating. I'm gonna assume it's a seven. It's a seven, probably. Uh, I just looked it up. It's no six point five. It's the same thing. Yes, <laughs> it's IMDb. Yeah. Um, so, but Rotten Tomatoes gives it a cumulative score of seventy four percent critics, which okay. is like okay. It's, it's okay. You know, and it's a horror film, so I expect it to be a little bit on the lower end. Uh, user rating, so audience members gave it a fifty three percent. Oh, does that mean that it has a little popcorn icon that's like spilled? Yeah, exactly. That makes me, that <laughs> hurts my heart. They're like, this is bad. An average score of like 3.3 out of 5. That's really low. Okay, so maybe, I get, I'm People a little didn't bit of like a, it. they didn't. Okay, so I'm a little bit of a horror snob, but every time, I, I purposely avoid going on Rotten Tomatoes when it, for this podcast, but whenever I do go on Rotten Tomatoes and I see that like, it's a movie I like and the critics liked it and the audience did it, I'm just like, they oh, didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> They just, just don't get it. get it. <laughs> Please. Oh my god. That's ugh, I'm not even surprised. I know. I'm a total snot. But like I disagree with them this time. Usually Thank I'm like you. Usually I'm like, yeah, audience, this is a trash film. <laughs> but I'm no, this so time glad. I'm like, you know what? I didn't like it, didn't it because it's scary, 53. but you know what? It's a horror film. It's a horror movie. It's supposed to be scary. But the rest of it I thought was really, really well done. And like some of these reviews are just like not not nice. Very nice. Like, all right, who do so I have like, to fight? A lot of them seem to like question the competence of the filmmakers. Oh hell no! 
Like, they're just like, cool idea. They just didn't do a very good job. Oh, is, screw you. Is basically the vibe. How would you and have tr- done it? Random I tried to find a bad um, review from the Austin Chronicle, which of everyone knows. Kate and I have a certain love-hate relationship with. And that I hate them and Chris loves them. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they were tragically rather silent in their opinions on this one. I mean, they had a review, but like it wasn't, it wasn't very opinionated. It's because I it's scared bad. them last time. Yeah, too many garbage. They went bags back and they of, yeah. they edited their 2014 review to not yeah, upset like, me. Oh, let's just like keep this ambiguous. <laughs> so I I I don't think those are fair. I don't think those are fair reviews personally. I agree because I mean, I thought this movie was, it was like it was a mind game with you, right? Yes. And I thought it did a better job than other mind game type movies like inception i thought inception was good i like that movie but are you talking about inception with leonardo dicaprio i am okay just because like it was like a mind game movie where you're start you you're supposed to like question what's real and what's really happening yeah like and i don't know i thought that movie was rather predictable but everyone blew up about it being like oh my gosh you won't believe how it ends yeah i did but this movie it like it it tricked me like, it got me multiple times, and I was, like, a- actually questioning what was real and what wasn't real. Oh, absolutely. You don't know. And if yeah. you And if you say you know, you're lying. Because you can't know. No, yeah. And, like, my point isn't to, like, trash on Inception, because I like that movie. I'm just saying, like, as far as movies in this genre, I think it did better than it's a good. It's a good mind-bending movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you know what? For the people, all the people who are... Like, oh, someone else could have done it better. That was back when Mike Flanagan wasn't who he is today. So I bet they I bet if I bet if he made the exact same movie now, they'd be like, oh, it's Mike Flanagan. He did so well. Oh, sure. Because it, affect, like, like, it affects film. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wasn't a big name yet. He was doing like very underground, like absentia, which we'll have to cover. But you've never heard even heard of that movie, I'm sure. No, I had yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. But you've heard of the haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's like, like super popular. Because right it's super popular because he's getting more popular and he's getting more appreciated. So I do think a small bit of that is people who didn't quite get it. Just like I think back to Drag Me to Hell, the overwhelming appreciation for Drag Me to Hell that I did not expect at all is yeah, <laughs> not at all. So true. Is in part because it was Sam Raimi and people understood his style and what to expect and how to appreciate it. Right. So. No, yeah, I agree. But it's like, I don't know. I just can't believe that people would have an issue with how this film was made. I, me too. And like, these are probably like the same people who thought Paranormal Activity was completely riveting. Ugh, okay, and, like, I thought it was, was good. It? I thought it was good. It's not better than Oculus. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you Oculus is going above Paranormal Activity on the chart. 100%. Okay. Paranormal Activity is literally number two to the bottom. So Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's not going to be hard. Anyways, okay. let's let's get to the blow by blows because we we've alluded to a lot of stuff, but I feel like people who haven't seen this movie are like, let's "What? Let's do it. What? <laughs> like, I don't understand what you're talking about." All right, so how does this movie start? So, it starts in like a back then sequence. We we see these kids, they're they're trying to run, they're trying to get out of this house, and then they turn around. There's a man with a gun, and I think the gun goes off, and then this handsome man wakes up and he's like oh my god had a scary dream and he's in a mental facility like a psychiatric hospital right yeah it starts with, it's it's like these two kids they're hiding and like there's a man in their house with a gun and you get this idea that they're running from this person whoever they are 
And then the shooter, the guy who ends up with the gun, is the boy in the mental hospital who turns out to be one of the main characters. And he's talking to his therapist and he's like, this is the first time, like I've had this dream hundreds of thousands of times and this is the first time that I was the one holding the gun. And you don't Mm -hmm. realize it yet how significant that is. Yeah. But anyways, so. So just log that away. Just just keep, yeah, keep that in your back pocket because that comes back later. And I, <laughs> wow. Anyways. And so then the therapist is talking to another group of therapists and he's like, you know what? This guy, he's not a danger to himself. He's not a danger to other people. Let's let him out of this mental institution. And I'm like, okay, so I don't know much about him yet, uh, but he just had a dream about killing a little girl. <laughs> is he safe? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm 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 gonna trust the the psychiatrist on this one. So um, I don't know that I do, and a, a main part of that is because he's been in this like psychiatric ward for a really long time, like a decade. And when you find out why, you're like, that seems a bit extreme. Yeah, when you find out that the dream he's talking to his therapist about is like the reenactment of something that actually happened that got him put into this institution in the first place. Yeah, you're like, hmm, shouldn't he maybe like not be having those dreams anymore or maybe we should try something else if he doesn't seem to have changed at all yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) anyways so but he gets he gets released um and we get introduced to uh, main character number two amy pond kaylee right (sighs) it's kaylee kaylee is the character kaylee and tim kaylee and tim and ugh, have your opinions but i'm obsessed with her um, oh, can I can I bring up her bangs now? Her bangs? They're terrible. <laughs> okay, it's not the best haircut in the world. I can't look away so from it. So sue her. <laughs> it looks exactly like those women in the 80s in their wedding photos. It's those bangs. That's a very specific aesthetic you're Dude, referencing. <laughs> go back and watch it. <laughs> look at those bangs. They will not quit. And maybe that maybe that maybe I came into it with a bit of a bias. You're you like know? this is this is what um the little girls in 13 on 30 would have done for their wedding. Oh, absolutely. That's the bangs. Those, those bangs. <laughs> those ones. So anyways, bangs aside, she's at a, um, they should be. she's at like an estate sale, antique auction type thing. And they're auctioning off this very large, ominous looking mirror who given the title of the film, you're like, okay, got it. Evil mirror. <laughs> Check. Boy in the psychiatric hospital. Redhead girl looking at the mirror very suspicious, like, okay. she's Mirror probably is bad. Yes, got Mirror it. is bad. And so, I don't know. I just love this because, so she kisses this guy who you get the idea is like her boyfriend or husband or whatever. Beyonce. They're very clear about that. But do you know who he is? Of course not. Oh, my God. Okay. So his name is James Lafferty. And I instantly recognized him. Because he plays Nathan, the older brother of the two in One Tree Hill, infamous 2000s TV soap opera. I've definitely never watched One Tree Hill, but this is not the first time you brought it up in this podcast. (laughs) It's the first time it's been somewhat relevant. Oh my god. Okay, well, apparently he's also um, a Flanagan hold-on because he is also in Haunted Hill. Haunting Hill or whatever. Oh my god, It's, it's Hill House. So... Sure. Who is he? I don't know. I've never seen oh, it, but right. I was watching my roommate watch it, and I saw him. I'm like, oh, there he is. Watch the hill guy. <laughs> I've 
literally never seen this guy. He has the most plain face I've ever seen. I would never recognize him. Alternatively, he's beautiful. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. I'm just offending you a lot today. You and we agree on the movie. God damn! What is going on? I guess if we agree on the movie, we just have to disagree about everything (laughs) else. Exactly. So then we find out that Amy Pond and um, her name is Kaylee. Tim, (laughs) yes, are our brother's sister, and Mm -hmm. you sort of start putting together like, oh, redhead girl, brown haired boy from the dream. That was probably them as kids. Mm -hmm. And so they go get they go get dinner together. And she's like, hey, you can live with me. Also, I'm hunting down the evil mirror that has haunted us our entire lives, and I'm going to kill it. Yeah, he's, like, spitting out his soup. Like, um, I just got out of the psychiatric hospital, like, an <laughs> hour like, ago. He's like, yeah, 45 minutes ago, I, wa- <laughs> I walked out of my 10-year sentence in a <laughs> mental institution. She's like, okay, so we're going to get you some clothes. You're going to stay with us, and we're going to exact revenge for our parents. Is that <laughs> perfect? Perfect. So, um... Oh, you call him hot guy Nathan in the. <laughs> All right, listeners, I'm reading our synopsis that Chris wrote this time, and it calls him hot guy Nathan. It calls a fiance hot guy Nathan. From OTH. From OTH. Okay. <laughs> it all makes sense now. But yeah, I wrote hot guy Nathan from OTH consoles her. Is his name Nathan in OTH? Yes. Okay, so we have Nathan and Amy Pond. Perfect. Brilliant. And Tim is also the um, Prince Charming from Maleficent. I think he's in a couple other movies too, but. I like, you know, every character that was in not a horror movie, and I don't know any of these people. I'm like, oh my God, she was Classic. in all of these seven horror movies. <laughs> he was in this eight horror movies. Oh my gosh. And like, he was in One Tree Hill. Yeah. That, if that doesn't us. tell people who we are as a, <laughs> as a friendship, I don't know what else could explain. I don't it. think people understand what our friendship is about. They have no idea. They have no idea. So, anyway. She goes, Amy Pond, like, has that horrible nightmare about the mirror. And then, like, the next day she has to go to the warehouse. And she's pretty much going to borrow this mirror because she can't afford it. How much does it she's sell like, for? She, she's 100% stealing it. She's because, borrowing so you, it. You get the idea that she works for the company that... Um, she works dis- for the auction like, firm. Sells, yeah, yeah. Who d- sells and distributes these estate items. And so she's just going in and be like, oh, we're transferring this item early whatever and people are like yeah okay you work here you know what you're doing but she's just 100% stealing it so I would have probably picked up on that if I had worked there mostly because I'm pretty sure she's printing like photos of homicide victims at work yeah yeah uh, and Michael questions her about that like like, briefly (laughs) he's like so what is this and she's like yeah you know what you know I'm dealing with some dark stuff from my past (laughs) Um, you literally wouldn't understand. But Red I'm flag. Need yeah, I know. He's like, she's like, okay, but just hold on for another couple of days. <laughs> hold that and thought. Then everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and he's like. Spoiler alert, it isn't. Okay. okay. But she genuinely believes like in a few days, it's all going to be over. She really does believe that. And but damn, it could have been. I don't have a problem with her barring the mirror because as we soon find out, that mirror is hella haunted. Yeah, it's super evil. And so, like, pretty much she's stopping it. She's interfering with it going to a house where it's probably going to kill someone. So, yay, Amy Pond. Yeah. Good job. But this is one small thing that I get was done for aesthetics. But in this entire warehouse of antiques, the only things that are covered with blankets to keep dust off are, like, mannequins and busts. Yeah, which is... Creepy. (laughs) mostly just for the dramatic effect of the scene (laughs) exclusively for the dramatic effect of the scene 
which is does... which is played well. Yeah, and I, I didn't even question that to be honest. <laughs> I was like, too mm-hmm, consumed with the, yes. oh, one of these busts is a real demon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's a little more important than the dust that's getting on the other antiques, which is what I was <laughs> concerned with. That was such a creepy scene, though. Yes, I didn't like it. And, like, so- the way that she's, like, talking to the mirror and she, like, touches the scratch on it and she's like, I hope this still hurts. And I'm like, can't wait to find out what that's from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Woo, I was, uh, yeah, I was spooked by that part. And I, get, and I guess it makes sense that she feels very confident that they can kill it because they wounded it. And it's the only time in, what, hundreds and hundreds of years that it's even been wounded at all, that it's ever had a crack in it. And, right. like, and she's like, I did that. Or she's it like, wasn't I her, know but it's she's possible. Like, exactly. And we'll soon find out, but the, the mirror knows it too. Yes. Like the mirror is outright threatened by her. It is. Sure. So there are people who who can perceive this movie as the mirror is entirely benign and it's just this family going crazy because and this is an important point the mirror doesn't actually do anything and that it doesn't no. physically do anything it doesn't change Cause anything because it's a mirror because it's a mirror yes <laughs> but like also it the way it works is by getting into people's minds and changing what they see what they hear what they're perceiving mm-hmm. and then they do everything on their own right well and so like but those are the two theories that the movie wants you to debate, right? And it yes. presents both of them to you. And like, As so we characters. Ha- we all, yeah, exactly. We have these two foil characters. Um, Kaylee, who's the, on one hand, very scientific one between the two of them. Yeah. She, but she's yeah. also like, you know, no, this mirror is possessed by a supernatural malevolent force and we have to do something about it. She's very forensic have- based about everything. Right. And then we have Tim, who's also scientific about it, but in a more of a no, that's crazy. Like our mother had a mental illness. I have a mental illness and clearly you do too. And you're just putting all these pieces together because you want there to be a you story here. You don't want your dad to have abused your mom and then shot her. You don't want right. that to be the reality. Right. And like, and so the movie just outright gives us these two foil characters, presenting them as alternative theories. And honestly, I don't, no, if I don't think we'll get there, but I don't think the movie just gives us an answer. I think I don't think are, it gives it one. No, I, I think, think both it's, are legitimate interpretations still at I, the end. I know which one I like better, but yeah, I agree. And that's what's yeah, this movie is wild. So <laughs> it's crazy. And so Amy Pond brings Tim into the house and she's like they they're back in their original house. And then we start getting flashbacks um, to whenever they were little kids. We see them moving into this house. We see dad has bought this antique mirror. And mom's like, I told you to get a few things. And he's like, well, I got this mirror from the 1800s. She's like, oh, you. And they have a very good relationship. That doesn't last very long. No. (laughs) And you know it isn't. (laughs) No. And and we also have that we get to see the mirror kind of possessing the dad very slowly and the little kids are playing outside playing laser tag, which looks super fun. And we see, which is it the little girl or the little boy that sees the, the woman? The um, little girl sees It's the it. little girl. Okay, so the little girl is like looking in the dad's office and sees a creepy woman like hanging on to her father. Yeah. And she at she talks to mom and she's or she's at the dinner table and she's like, hey, dad, who is that lady in your office today? And mom's like, what the fuck? Well, at first the mom was like, oh, she's like, it was probably me or whatever. Like, like, oh, who was it, honey? And then he's all weird about it. And she's like, 
Who uh, was it, honey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also, so this is a kind of, it's almost a B plot, but it's also important to the story, is the mom's self-image issues. And it's, right. it's like a background plot, but it's super, super well done and super important to the story. So the mom, you, you get the idea that, you know, she had children pretty young with this man and she has, she quit her career and she's taking care of these kids full time and letting her husband go after his career. And she's super cool for doing mm-hmm. that. And she has a cesarean section scar. Right. Which, um, Ariana was watching it with me and apparently that's not actually where it goes. It's usually lower. But I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. But don't she's know she, absolutely not. So she's a little um, self-conscious about her scar and like her husband's really sweet about it. And he's like, no, I love it. You're beautiful. And um, that comes into play really hard. But basically the mirror starts playing off that insecurity and that seed and being like, oh, yeah, there totally is another woman. Oh, yeah, your husband's cheating on you. Oh, yeah, your scar is filled with maggots, like mm-hmm. all sorts of creepy stuff. And I thought that was very, very interesting. And I like seeing the her perspective of what the mirror is mm-hmm. doing to her because it's very different than what it's doing to the dad. Well, and like not to get over psychoanalyzy about this movie. Which we always do. Which we always do. But like that's kind of just a real life interpretation of where this movie is going also is just this idea that like you said before the the mirror doesn't do anything to people it just changes their perception right mm-hmm. which is exactly what mirrors do oh yeah in real life it like that is how we develop our sense of self-worth that's how we define like who we are in the world is based on the self-image which is you can't separate our self-image anymore from how we actually look in the mirror mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a very like social commentary of like how destructive and how easily manipulated Manipulated. self-image and like your impression of reality can be Mm -hmm. and warped on your own self and how that affects other people outside of yourself oh yeah so the mirror is a mirror the mirror is like a metaphor for a mirror wow (laughs) so wow how about that (laughs) wrap that up nice and but it's actually so cool i actually genuinely love how like this movie is about so much. It's about so much, and it and you can take it as literally or as metaphorically as you want it. Yeah, and those yeah, are my favorite y- kinds. One hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely agree. So excellent, we're we're getting excellent. too excited about this movie. So anyway, we go back to present day. We have uh, the the, the grown up siblings, and they're in this room, and we see that. Um, Amy Pond has set up, we have to start calling her Kaylee. Kaylee has set up yeah. <laughs> um, this really interesting sort of setup with, we have two cameras, we have timers, we have an, a very sharp anchor that is mounted to the wall. Um, or the ceiling even. Yeah, it's to like the ceiling. Like a, Sorry. That's mounted to the like ceiling. It's like a pendulum. Yep. And it has a timer attached to it, which they call it a kitchen timer. I don't see, those aren't in my kitchen personally, but. Not the it, big boxy kind, but like it's the same idea. Like it's just like a countdown it's just a countdown timer and basically what is going to happen there's a hole in the wall and you're like huh i wonder why that's there and she's like i'll show you why that's there (laughs) and after every hour if they don't reset the timer this sharpened anchor comes flying into the this wall and it slams it and that's why there's a hole there and she's like and that's where we're going to put the mirror yeah like as a fail safe exactly because she understands that everything the mirror is doing is messing with their heads she's done a lot of research into this and she starts going through with images to help her what's the word i'm thinking of visual aids yes yes that's it (laughs) visual aids so she is going through all this visual visual aids aid her in her telling of the story (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. Excellent. Nailed it. So, Nailed it. Amy Pond is going through all of this, uh, all of the history of what the mirror has done to so many people over generations, over centuries. And she has, like, we, like Chris has taught me the word, visual aids that literally show that she, like, this person moved into this house looking like this. Then they chewed through a phone or power or through an electrical cord. And that's what, what happened to her. Oh, this person was found with a hammer. And all of her bones were broken except for her right arm. And she also threw her kids down a well. Like all the mm-hmm. all these crazy things related to the mirror. And it's not scientific, but it's played so factually that I start to I'm like, that is science. That is fact. Like you can't dispute that. No, yeah. Like I'm with her. I'm yeah, totally I'm with 100% her. hundred percent with her. And I I just love how developed her plan was to do this. Yes. Like she's like I have three cameras that are on completely different electric circuits. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the fail safe, which is the the giant, you know, mm-hmm. boat anchor. Yeah. She's like, I have alarms to go off to remind us to eat to because eat. that one guy died because he starved to death. Uh huh. Um, we have you know water so that because like that one girl like died in a bathtub died dehydrated. Of, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, I have living plants all over the house because it feeds on life and there's dead plants in the houses of all these people that it's killed and she's also using it as like a measurement of where its radius is at any given point yeah like it's killed so up clever. to this plant it's very very smart and i all i really like her fail safe because she's like its whole goal is going to be to kill us or to mess us up but it can't kill us because then it will die because like we have right. a loaded gun to its head with this anchor like if we're dead who's going to reset the timer the mirror can't touch anything right and i'm so with her i'm Mm -hmm. so clever tragically there's a very large flaw in her plan which the mirror actively and readily exploits yes um but we'll get there Mm -hmm. um but i love it because like tim he's like why are you doing all this like why have you gone through all of this work and set up this huge elaborate thing and tracked down the mirror and brought me here after I got out of a mental institution for 10 years. Like, why are you doing this? And she's like, you know what? I just don't want the people who called you and dad a murderer to win. Yeah. You know? And like, it goes back to that like self-perception thing. She's like, I don't want the image that our family has gotten because of this to be validated. I'm really proud of her. I'm so proud of her. And (laughs) Cause, and if you go if you go back, like the parents are good parents. They're really yeah. good parents for those five minutes before yeah. they get the mirror in the house. <laughs> yeah, really though. So I totally get that she's like, my parents were good people and this is not how they deserve to be remembered. This isn't how any of these people who are killed deserve to be remembered. Yeah. What is what is your note Kate would do this? Oh, so yeah, in in our synopsis, um, I wrote Kate would do this because like if this was happening, if you knew about an uh evil demonic mirror that affected your family or whatever, this is exactly what you would do. Oh, absolutely. To the T. You'd absolutely. like, all right, I've got the cameras, I've got the apples, I've, I've got, got the, the Nutrigrain bars. I've got the big anchor, <laughs> like we are ready. <laughs> and like all the the research on I'm I'm like, this is Kate. This is Kate. <laughs> Like I'm like the character. I am honored. This character is Kate at this And point. I feel like that's how I would get people. That's how I got you to do this podcast. I'm like, okay, so we're gonna hang out. We're gonna go get lunch. We're gonna go kill some demons. All right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I've already got the anchor. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. It's all set up. I am honored. Thank you so much. Yeah, but yeah, I I'm like, yeah, you would do this. <laughs> then we go back into the past, and we get to see Dad is slowly getting possessed by this demon. Um, 
So I didn't quite under I, I saw that he had been writing in his book Marisol, 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 and that the, mm-hmm. the wife found it and was like, oh, she's he's definitely cheating on me. Yeah. But I, I assumed because they show that the photo of that woman who is um, Kate, Kate Siegel, who is also Mike Flanagan's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the most recent victim of the mirror. Right. So am I understanding that it's just because she's the main demonic force in this movie? Yeah, I guess so. So is it mostly her? Is she mostly who's in charge? Um, I don't think so. So I don't think that the demon gives you a face at all. Like, and we see that throughout the movie, right? Like, we keep seeing other demons, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the, and it's just these people with the mirror eyes. And it's just, like, all the different people the mirror has killed. So I don't think the mirror has a face of its own. It's just, like, Marisol is the face that it uses because it's the most recent one that it took. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Right. So, but okay. yeah, I don't think, but I don't think she is the demon at all. You know, I think it's just the mirror taking on the image of its own victims. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. With you okay. Then. Cool. Yeah. So we, we get flashbacks of dad slowly getting possessed. We get the horrible scene. Oh, you know <sighs> what I'm talking about where he has a band aid on his finger and ugh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he's trying to take the band aid off. Oh my god! And well, he takes it off and then yes, puts it to the yes, side, and yes. then all of a sudden he's typing, and you see it on his finger again. And, he, and he's and then like, he's "What like, the heck?" What? And so he takes a staple remover. <sighs> oh no, no, no! He takes a staple remover, and he's like clawing at this band aid, gets it off, and is like, "Ow!" And then you look down, and it, he he already took the band aid off, and he's just ripped off his nail with a staple remover. Chris, are you oh, okay? It's so <laughs> gross. Chris is holding his face in his hands. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like if this if, is what the movie does to you. Yes. Like, and th- that's a recurring theme. Like so many times it does this, where like something's happening, but really something much, much worse is happening. Yes. And it's you doing it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy and it's so, so disgusting and it's so eerie. It's like we can go ahead and talk about it now, but the scene with the apple. No. Where, <laughs> where Amy Pond goes to change a light Amy bulb. Pond, we're doing it still. <laughs> I know. She's going, because she's being proactive. She's like, buck this mirror. And she's like, taking care of business. She's like, oh, you want the light to go off? Well, I brought 800 light bulbs, bitch. And she's like, yeah. changing the light bulb over and over. She sets it down, picks up her apple, bites into it. Only you don't hear the sound of a crisp, crunchy apple. No, you hear that's no red glass delicious. shattering. I know. <laughs> you hear oh glass shattering and you look and she has picked up the light bulb and bit into it full force and she has blood in her mouth and shards of glass and she's pulling out the shards of glass and freaking out and then tim walks in and she's like he's like dude what are you doing and she looks wrong yeah and she's like i have glass in my teeth and like looks down and she's it's just the apple and that's what like oh my god that's what that movie does to you is like it gets you like sometimes it gets you when it gets you, and it also gets you when it doesn't get you. Yeah, like sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it's like the you dad that. is like just taking the bandaid off, but really it's his fingernail. She's Ugh. biting into light bulbs, but it is actually just the mm-hmm. apple. And I don't feel better about that one at all. No, but after a while, I'm just like, what is real? Which which one? Which one actually happened? I know. I don't know. Because what if she actually did bite into the glass, and then he saw it as an apple, and then she saw it as an apple? Like you don't know. You, you yeah, don't you know. just don't know. And and this is another thing. So it's not just visual things; it's auditory things. So mm-hmm. whenever he Tim keeps trying to like call people on the phone, and she's like, "Dude, 
not in this house. You're not calling people on the phone. And he's like, fine, I'll go outside. And he calls people outside. And she's like, dude, I told you to go outside. Do you think you went outside? Because you didn't go outside. Right. And we see him. We, we as the audience see him opening the door, going down the steps, making a phone call outside, looking at the house outside. And she just sees him standing right there. Yeah. Messed up. Yeah. It's so messed up. And like, anyways, we're getting he's, out of He's results. literally just trying oh, to call man. his doctor, right? Because he, cause in he's his, like, hey, in I his mind. I think I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Hey, I think you, I think my sister isn't helpful, actually. So yeah, I think she might be crazy. <laughs> so can we talk about? All right. So I was watching this with our mutual friend Ariana, as we have said in previous episodes. We have friends, and we both have. A, we she's do. also a vet student. Not many, but she's also a vet student, and we have a theory. No, I'm I'm going to hold off on this actually, until we talk about the dog. No, let's talk oh, about the dog. Oh my god. Okay. So so she brings in the dog. So she, she brings in she brings in this okay first of all she brings in a purebred Boston Terrier puppy yeah so that's an expensive snack for this house just saying she's like oh I just picked up a one thousand yeah. dollar dog I just paid three k to prove a point Tim yeah but she picks up this dog and she's using it as a point to show him that the mirror feeds on plants and it feeds on animals and eventually it feeds on the people in the house. And she's like, yeah, remember that's what happened to our dog. That's what happened to our golden. And you flash back and you see the golden when they're young, it's barking at the door, freaking out, barking at the office door where the mirror is. And the mom's like, I'm losing it with this dog. She goes to like get the dog and the dog bites her. And she's like, this isn't normal. Ask the dad, who is a total jerk, because he's possessed. So he's not his fault. He's possessed. Yeah, he's basically out. Of, he's checked yeah. out. The dad's like, I don't know. Not my problem. Whatever. He's like, I have to go have sex with my mirror friend now. Exactly. <laughs> Useless. And so the mom is starts slowly losing it after that bite. And then, like, the mom puts the dog in the office. And the dog's barking, barking, freaking out, freaking out. And all the kids are waiting outside the office. And she's like, the dog's grounded. Don't let the dog out. He's grounded. And then the dad comes home and she's like, you have to do something about that dog. I'm losing my mind. He opens the door. I locked it in your office. Naturally. And he opens the door and the dog's not there. And they never, they never found it. They never find that dog. And she's like, don't you remember? Do you not remember that, Tim, when we were little and the mirror ate our dog? And he's like, absolutely not. What I probably remember is that our dog was sick. It was a golden. It was acting sick and cancery. And then dad took it to the vet and then it didn't come back. And it never came back. And then the mom didn't want, yeah. And he has that flashback. He like, so she has her flashback of it, which is very demony. Very demony. And then he has his flashback and the mom's like, oh yeah, the dog's grounded, but it's really her just saying like. Went to a farm. Yeah. Yeah. He ran away. Like instead of saying like, oh, we euthanized your dog because it was sick kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my. And then he, he gives this whole monologue about how like, Everything that she's remembering is like explained not by parvo virus. Real. <laughs> okay, we should talk about that, man. Let's talk about parvo. Let's virus talk about parvo virus. So they said that their adult golden retriever attracted <laughs> parvo virus, and it inexplicably, was inexplicably, and it shed it in its urine to the plants, and the plants got parvo, and they all died, and then the mom got parvo. I don't know if he meant that the dog. I don't know if he meant that the bite to the mom gave the mom parvo or not. But in any event, know. none of it adds up. None of that makes sense. So you don't. All right, it, you don't have to be a vet, but to understand this, but parvo is almost exclusively a puppy disease. And yes, we are saying almost. Almost. But really, 
But really, Almost it is. exclusively. <laughs> yes. It is not shed in the urine. I don't know. I've never heard of it killing plants before. It doesn't kill plants. Unless the dog, if the dog's peeing on plants, like that'll kill plants. But Right, yeah. But that doesn't make sense to me. But head cannon that I don't actually believe, but I like it. Ariana and I were talking and we're like, this is all about rabies. The whole movie. The whole movie's about rabies because the dog starts going crazy. It the probably dog, bit all of them. Exactly. The dog bites the mom. The mom bites the dad. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they all go crazy and they die. Oh, and then we're like, they don't drink water because they're afraid of water. And that's why they get they die when they're dehydrated. It all adds up, Chris. Oh, my God. It all adds up. It even Except like, the demons. They, it can even be belatedly symptomatic. So, like, 10 years later, now they get rabies. Now they have rabies. Crawled yeah. up them neurons. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So, this movie is either about the detrimental nature of self-image in a modern media capitalistic system mm-hmm. or rabies or rabies <laughs> but not parvo pick your poison but for real people but not, not parvo, parvo. <laughs> this dog did not have parvo objective but even Anyways. whenever he's explaining that even though i think parvo doesn't i know parvo doesn't do that as a medical professional i still as he's talking i believe what he's saying because he's saying it with such conviction and he did just like spend a ton of time getting brainwashed i don't want to say brainwashed but brainwashed by all these doctors so i'm like he knows what he's talking about you don't know what you're talking about amy pond and then of course she gets she's like oh did you think you took that phone call outside ha 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 right well and so that that's the thing though right because because like he gives this counter argument and f- you are so with her after her whole spiel going through all of the murders and stuff and you're like yeah this this mirror is evil indisputably and then he's and then he's like, it's a mirror. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> crazy. Like, Our like, mom you... was crazy. Yeah. And he just has such a strong argument. He's like, how many cases did you, how much history records did you have to go through until you found X number of cases that supported your theory, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? The human brain is designed to discover patterns, you know? It's and a, that's true. Yeah. Like we, we intentionally look for patterns and when we can't find them, we create them. It's true. You know? It's it's a and self-preservation it's a good thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like he's like you have developed a theory and your mind for the sake to keep it from going insane has to make it real. Yeah. And it's like you have you Which put is a all real this thing. information which is totally real. And he's like, "You know what? I'm not going to feed into your delusion right now because I was sick and you clearly still are sick." And it's okay and like don't be ashamed, but maybe put down the giant anchor. Yeah. And and then you're like, shit, he's right. It's a baller counter argument. It really is. And then immediately Mike Flanagan's like, ha, got you. <laughs> no, the demon's real. Yeah. The demon's real. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because then there's the whole scene where he like he thinks he's making a phone call outside and he's mm-hmm. not. And then he starts being like, crap, it's real. And like they have that part where she goes back to the room and like the camera's facing yep. each other and all the plants are dead. And she's like, huh. How about that? And she replays the video, and it's them reorganizing everything. They're they're in the same argument that we saw in the previous scene. They're arguing in this whole scene. We see them, and they're getting pissed off, and they're walking around. They walk out, and then we hear the same argument, but the whole time they're taking picking the cameras up, and they're pointing them away from the mirror, and they're pointing at each other. Right, which is convincing in the movie because they're neither of them remember doing that. So you're like, oh shit, the mirror actually did it. But if you were the person watching her record of what happened that night because she's trying to prove that the demon's real right yes and if you watch that video of them doing that you'd be like no they're crazy they're crazy they're the ones reorganizing the stuff yes 
there's no demon coming out of the mirror doing it. Like they're doing it. But if this was me and you doing it, you would be we would believe you would it. be fucking sold. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh, that's crazy. But then is the movie about mental illness or is it about a demon? Okay. I, I really like I think that you can take it either way, obviously. I like it being about a demon. I think this one is explicit enough. It doesn't hand it to you, but I think it's explicit enough that you can take that without seeming like a jerk about mental illness. But oh, I, also, I agree. But I also, I, I like, you can take pretty much any movie about anything paranormal and make it about mental illness. But Sure. <laughs> and, and that's fine. And, you know, whatever you want to do. But I don't think this one is. I think it's about mental illness, but I ultimately don't think that, I think the mirror is real. That's but what that's what I think is so cool about this movie is that it really. But you don't know. <laughs> it doesn't slam at home, you know. It does not. Like it still could be about either. Yeah, it could. About and rabies. You just don't know. It could be I'm about rabies. <laughs> so we're going back to the past now where we find the mom. She finds the, the pencil drawing in the dad's office where it's like Marisol, Marisol, Marisol. And. She's not happy about it. Obviously, she's like, okay, he's definitely cheating on me. Yeah, that pushes her over the edge. Yeah, and she grabs that, that pen holder and throws it at the mirror. And the mirror's like, um, how about no? And yeah. sucks her towards the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it protects itself. It's, like, very emotional. And it's, like, sucks her towards the mirror. And she starts, at, then, like, that begins her possession pretty much. Well, and I love the scene immediately before that, like w- when they go back into the past and she's like literally just drinking wine and there's like three burnt pieces of toast for dinner in the middle oh, of the table right. for the kids. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. And the kids are like, okay, mom, when's dad coming home? Yep. And she's like, I don't know. He's out with his whore. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's Basically. not doing well, kids. Yeah. yeah. The boy's like, well, the girl says, oh, I haven't seen the girl in the office lately. That's right. Um, and the boy's like, I have. And, she, and, the, and of course, <gasps> Kaylee's like, shut the fuck up, kid. Like, can We're, you not see that our mom is distressed? Yes. Can I not have burnt toast again tomorrow? Like, Yeah, thank you. <laughs> tighten up, dude. Oh, my gosh. But then, yeah, so, like, she throws the pen holder at the mirror. And the mirror's like, no, we're not going to play that game. <laughs> You're not going to win that game. <laughs> yeah, no. That's that whole thing. And we know that the mirror is like, targeting the mom first out of all mm-hmm. well it already has the dad but yeah. now it's like violent towards the mom mm-hmm. flashback to the modern time and that was all apparently kaylee's flashback and that's when that's the whole light bulb scene where she bites into it instead of the apple or did she or did she okay so at some point mom starts going absolutely crazy mom starts absolutely freaking out and chasing the kids up the and stairs. that's after she hugs the mirror after throwing the pen holder at it. Yeah, so mom's like full on possessed. It's pretty apparent. And she starts chasing the kids. The kids are terrified. And they like run up the stairs, run up the stairs. And like dad eventually comes home and is able to like get the mom down and like on the ground, subdue her. And, and dad, he suffocates her. Yeah. And not to death, but. Not to death, but enough. I mean, he knocks her unconscious essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, kids, like, go inside. Go back to your room. Everything's fine. And then he cha- takes her into the bedroom and chains her up. Well, first he calls 911. And then instead of talking to a person, the like, the lights flicker and you realize that the mirror is talking to him through the phone. Mm-hmm. And he, like, just hangs up. 
And then mm-hmm. he drags her into their bedroom and then he mm-hmm. goes back up holding some sort of chain, which we saw mm-hmm. at the beginning, like right when they got to the house, Tim goes upstairs and he sees Tim like sees a, the chain, like one of those dog choke collar type chains, like hammered to the wall, but it's not really there. He's hallucinating. Yes. And you're like, that's coming back. And this is where it comes back. <laughs> Foreshadowing. And you're like, shit, he's chaining up the mom. Yes. Yeah. He chains up the mom because it's almost for, for a second he's lucid. Like whenever he like chokes out mom and is like, everything's okay. You're like, oh, it's dad's back because it's he's been out of the house, right? He was out of the house and he right. was almost lucid. Then he comes back in the house and you just it gone. Yeah, instantly gone. gone. And you see him take like a pot of like a plate of stew up to the mom, and he's like, all right, kids, like don't go, don't check on your mom, like leave mom alone. Yeah, oh my, yeah, because like we have all these like we have like a series of flashbacks, mostly from young Kaylee's perspective. Yes, of trying to fit things together and like. She knows that the dad is something's obviously wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Mom obviously. is upstairs, quote unquote, sick. But she definitely chased us up the stairs, dad. So, yeah. So she, something's, something's not right. Wrong. Rabies. But, oh, my God. I'm so proud of this little girl. Like, oh, she's so resourceful. Yeah. She is so smart. But she has like this. Like, there's only so much she can do. Like, she still feels like she needs she's an a kid. Adult she's to still do a kid. Yeah. So, like, she goes and gets the neighbor. So not proud of this that neighbor. That didn't work. Oh, my God. When she and the brother are, like, calling all of the doctors and all the doctors are like, oh, have your father call, like, which yep. is reasonable in one sense. Like, I don't think medical doctors are going to be like, oh, yeah, like, little girl, I'm going to come check on you or whatever. I mean, I might like, call CPS call. or something. I would probably if... call someone if I was that doctor. But then she's like, yeah, that doctor said, have your dad call just like the last one. Just like the last one. Same voice. Same. Vo- and then she puts it together. They're she's so like, smart. She's like, none of that is real. Yes. She puts it all together. And, okay, as as proud of I, as I am of her, I am just as disappointed with that fucking neighbor. Oh, my God. I know. If Okay, listeners. Like, the, the, the neighbor came and was like, oh, she's been telling me tall tales, I guess. Anyway, ha-ha, wait till she starts driving. Have yeah, fun go torturing go- your wife. Go golfing on Wednesday. <laughs> it's horrible. So, listeners, if a kid comes to your house and is like, I need help. Go get them help. Like, if they're lying, they're lying. And you call Child Protective Services and nothing comes of it. But if they're not lying. Yeah, if a little girl comes to you being like, I haven't seen my mom in days. She's locked up in the bedroom. My father won't let her see her. She's, like, evidently sick. And he's not, he seems weird and he's ripping his fingernails off. Abuse! Abuse, abuse, abuse! Yeah, like, an alarm bell should have rung. And it it just didn't for this guy. Mm -mm, Not at all. But so in the series of all of these flashbacks, young Amy Pond, young Kaylee, eventually is like, you know what? We don't have food. And dad's not going to buy us groceries. So she's like, I'm going upstairs. Mm-hmm. Fuck what he says. I'm going up there and seeing what mom is doing. And wow, I wish she hadn't. I wish she hadn't too. Because mm-hmm. that's how she gets to remember her mom. <sighs> so the mom has shattered the plate of stew that dad brought, I don't know, like three days ago. Has shattered yeah. it and is... Digging out her teeth and chewing on the plate and like digging out her teeth with this plate. And she's like feral. She's feral and she's chained to the wall. Wow, this is about rabies, isn't it? I told you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's like, she's chained to the wall. She has a little dog collar on. Oh my God, it is about rabies. Mm -hmm. This movie's weird. (laughs) Or Um, is it? And the little girl's like, uh, fuck that, runs away. And like mom like tries to get her. She's, completely feral and then kid runs away 
but the plate that she sees comes into play when we snap back to the present. She right. is getting pissed off. Um, she kicks this plant and the pot shatters and some, or whatever. And then she also walks into another room and she sees the plate all over the floor. And she, she recognized it as that plate that her mom had shattered. Right. And she pulls out her camera phone and she looks at it and the plate isn't showing up on her screen. Wait, so oh my God, so smart. So smart. She's so smart. She's it's, like, I don't think this, because she picks up a piece of it and she's like, it isn't real. It isn't real. She like she's it holding it. She's so resourceful. And so she's looking at it and she's like, this is not real. And no. she's holding onto that piece of the plate. And then she gets startled. She turns around and she sees a demon. She sees Marisol. Yeah. And she takes the plate piece and stabs it into Marisol's neck. Oops. It wasn't Marisol. It was Nathan from One Tree Hill. Yeah, it was fiance Michael. Yep. Or was it? Or was it? <laughs> and so she's like freaking out. Tim comes in and is like, there's a dead dude. What the hell happened? I just went to the bathroom. And she is about to like start going through the stages of grief and she's like wait i didn't kill him because the plate wasn't real the plate wasn't real and i didn't kill him and then right. she, and then she looks she, over and she's like but i did smash that pot i did smash that pot so not only did the house show her the plate it tricked her into thinking she was picking up a piece of the plate and she was picking up a piece of the pot which explains why like what she was holding was it was actually there it was but real. the plate that she was looking at in the camera wasn't real Yes. And she takes out her camera phone and she starts holding it up to Michael and he's still there. That, and I thought he wasn't going to be there, but then he was like, God damn it. I know you, you so you're holding your breath. You don't want him to show up in that camera. And he does. <sighs> and I'm like, like why were dead. you here, Michael? I know. Well, he was, a, he's a good husband that or a good fiance that can't ignore red flags, man. For real. He's like, why do you need me to call you every hour on the hour? And like, why are you talking all weird every time I do? And also, whenever, because because then she starts as soon as he's dead, she gets a call and it's from Michael. She's like, "What the hell?" So, but then like, so like at that point, I'm still confused. Like, I don't know which one's fake, the body or the voice, because you know you that don't. the mirror can make both. Can make both, but it also it had I just done the pot plate not. trick. I think he's dead. I don't know. I think he's dead. I think that she had outsmarted it for a second with the camera. Yeah. But it had it had it had a lot of tricks up its sleeve. It did, but I, you know what? You I really don't know. Don't know. You I don't, really know. don't know. Unclear. I really, yeah. So, well, because like if I was her, I wouldn't have told him the address that she was at. Oh, that would have been smart. I wouldn't have said, "This is where I'm going. I need you to call me every hour on the hour, and I'm going to be with my brother or whatever." But I wouldn't have told him where I'm going to be. And knowing her, she I don't have? think she wouldn't. I don't think she would have. Unless she was, like, settling affairs with the estate. Like, she probably owned the house or something. Well, probably she did not. own the house, right? And oh, they talk yeah, that's about right. that. Because it was given to her She's when like, she, I'm like, turned She's like, I'm the first homeowner in college in the freshman dorm. So maybe maybe he he knew that stuff from just, like, he's been with her for however many years and she has to take care of, like, estate business and taxes. He's probably familiar. He probably knows where that house is. But, like, I don't know why he would have assumed that she was there unless she said she was going to be there. He's just and a I just, good fiance. He, I know. I I just want to believe. I'm just making an argument now that I just oh I don't want him to be dead. I don't want him to be dead either. But I'm I feel like he is in my heart. I know. I know. But so like right before that scene, like right before he stabs her, like she wakes up from the flashback, right? And she's in front of the mirror, and she's like all groggy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that 
the timer for the anchor is almost up and she's standing right exactly where it's gonna and she like she gets out of the way and she looks at the mirror she's like you clever bitch yeah and I was like damn and like that's the that's the fatal flaw of her plan is that the mirror her fail safe isn't necessarily a fail safe it's just something that could kill her exactly and spoiler alert as, as, as smart as she is and she is smart she is only human yeah, and, and she's Mira fighting. Is not. Yeah, she's fighting with a mind game demon. Yeah, you're probably not yeah. going to win that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! At this point in the synopsis, though, I literally wrote unclear what's real. That's my that's my <laughs> point in the plot. You could have you could have just put that instead of the synopsis. Like kills fiance, and then I'm like not sure unclear. what's <laughs> really happening at this point. But then we get to go back to the past, and we're at the because because the movie is paralleling, going back and forth, back and forth, and so right. we get to the climax of the past right before we get to the climax of the present. Right. And so, the mom is loose. Oh wait, we forgot the kids. They recognize it's the mirror. They get golf clubs, and they're you see them swinging full force at that mirror, and then it pans out, and they have both hit. They have like thwack the crap out of the walls on either side of the mirror, but they did not hit the mirror. Yeah, they well, think which they're is hitting like- the mirror. Which is like a flashback to the beginning, right? Yes. Where she, like, the brother's like, I'm going to smash the mirror with the stool. And then while talking, he just, like, he just randomly puts it down. And you don't even notice he he does it. And he Mm -hmm. didn't notice either. And she's like, it disarmed you. Yep. And she's She's like, like, that's why why I need an anchor that is mechanically controlled that I don't control because it's going to, it's going to swing half an hour and there's nothing the mirror can do about it except put my body in the way. Mm-hmm. except <laughs> Which, that oops. except for that one small flaw but it was so smart she's like she like the mirror can only disarm us it can't disarm something else you know she is so smart Bonkers. it's too she's it's so, so smart. it's too bad it doesn't work but yeah so like for the first half of the movie or so it's nice because you know which part of the movie is past and which part is present like it's fairly well segregated but at this mm-hmm. point in the movie like you see the little kids running around the house and the adult versions of the kids running around the house yes, at the like exact in same time. And like you truly don't know what happening is the past or the present. And then subdivided, you don't know which part is real or not real in either of those timelines. <laughs> it's just like, it's like <laughs> genuinely chaos. And you're like, um, okay. You, all you know is that it's bad. It's really bad. That is true. That, that could be our synopsis. Unclear what's real. But it's all bad. (laughs) But it ain't good. Rabies. Rabies. (laughs) Murderous mental illness. Demons and mirrors. (laughs) All bad. There's there's no good interpretation. Pick your positive outlook. Kids. But so so in the mix of all of this, yeah, we see the kids running away from their father. He has the gun. They want to smash the mirror with the golf clubs. Mom has been de-chained by the father, and now she's running around. The, the little girl, like, smacks the mom down with a She's golf club so, so that the little boy can get away. And I'm like, shit. She just, like, she just crushed her own mother's skull. Yeah, with it's a golf her mom. Club. Her rabid mother. Like, her, her rabies rabid infested mother. mother so that her little brother could get away. And I'm like, she is so brave and brilliant and amazing. She's so tough. Also, can we just say that the child actors in this movie are. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> genuinely exceptional. I thought they were better than the adult actors. They were so good. They were really, really good. Oh my gosh. And well, and I love that because like she has blood on her face in the flashbacks and you don't know where that's from. And ne- But then you're like, oh, it's because she crushed her mom's face. Yeah. But modern day version her also has all that blood on her neck. Mm-hmm. 
and it never explains where that comes from. Um, but then probably I'm from like, her fiance. So, but it's right on her neck, exactly where she stabbed her fiance, and so I'm still convinced that she stabbed herself. No, she and didn't that the stab fiance herself. wasn't there. She stabbed herself and then carried out the rest of the movie. Sure. I mean, like, I don't. I, I mean, don't he think died it's true, way I- too quickly. First of all. He was stabbed in the jugular and bled out immediately. Mm, it so, been, he, it, he bled out really fast. I mean, carotid, yes, but there should have been more spurting. But we're not going to get into the details of like oh, yeah, arterial let's pressures the spurt, again. The spurt quality. Yeah, again, every time. <laughs> Just like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she stabbed herself. But again, you could literally say you could anything, argue anything you want. And I can't argue at you. Because it could be, you'd be like, actually, I think that Pennywise the clown came in, <laughs> murdered everyone. I'm like, maybe. I don't know. And you're like, easily I can't say happened. you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So we get to see what happened all those years ago, what truly happened, or did it, yeah, where question mark. The, the girl smashes mom's face, runs outside. She managed, she jumps out a window. She makes it outside. And she's like, Tim's not here. Tim didn't make it outside. And, and so her brave self- back. What a good sister. She goes back in there knowing that she has two rabid parents in there and she wa- she has to go get her brother. And so she goes. Well, this is the first time she looks at the window, right? And she sees those two demons that were <gasps> That's right, previous with the mirrors. victims. Mm-hmm. And like that was the first time that like you see like there's a lot of. A lot. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. involved and here. She, so sh- this child, I, I'm going to reiterate, this child sees demons in her window knows her parents just are in there ready to kill her at any moment and she goes back in to get her brother gosh that's sad everyone hug your big sister yes <laughs> you never know when you're gonna need him and she goes back inside and she's tiptoeing and she sees her brother and her brother's like obviously miming like mom's behind you and she's like what right yeah <laughs> and then of course mom tackles her to the ground mm-hmm. and starts choking choking her out yeah like, for like, vigorously strangling her. Yes. And like, she's almost dead. Mm-hmm. And then the mom, beyond all belief, like, sort of comes to. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "My baby, oh my god, I'm killing my daughter." Yeah. Which is so beautiful. It's it really was a, beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. She's like, her spirit overpowers her possession, and she's like, "I'm killing my daughter right now." Mm-hmm. But fear not, moviegoers. She doesn't oh, get to yeah. live because of that. Of course not. <laughs> That's the flaw. <laughs> Dad is like, okay, well, maybe you're soft. Bam, bam, shoots yes. mom dead. <laughs> yeah, mom's dead. And that's actually a common theme that you'll see in a few movies that is the the one way to get a demon. Because demons are demons. You're not going to win is to make them human for like two seconds mm-hmm. and then kill them. It's like all you can do. And so then that's when they're like slamming at the mirror with the clubs, doing essentially nothing. Dad comes in. He's holding a gun to the girl. To I her love face. She, and, and she, like, gets in the way so that, like, she gets in front of her brother. She's such a good sister. She's so brave. Oh, my God. But little brother comes in comes in for her this time, mm-hmm. smashes the gun to the ground. He starts strangling. This poor girl has been strangled twice now in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's still fighting. Mm-hmm. And then little boy picks up the gun. And then this part is wild. Because the dad kind of comes to... He does. But he not does. really. Like He's like partly there. He's more there than he has been for a while. Yeah. And he's like, please kill me. Yep. And then he does it himself, right? He, he takes... Or he, he, 
does he? I know. You can do that this whole movie, but he, he takes it because the kid has the barrel of the gun to his dad's face. Mm-hmm. And he's 10. He's like, I don't want to shoot my dad. Right. Most 10-year-olds don't. And so he's holding the gun, and the dad just takes his finger and just pushes it. Yeah, and shoots himself. And then the, and the ricochet or something of the bullet is what cracks the mirror. Yeah. But then the sh- cops show up and arrest the child arrest the little boy but then like so meanwhile the sister is having a flashback and that's what's wild right is because like both kids are having independent flashbacks to the past so we have two flashbacks that are not always the same universe or the same thought and then we also have the present but the present isn't the present because sometimes the present is warped for each person Right. So, so there's like I have a, approximately a million timelines. Exactly. It's completely <laughs> incomprehensible. So cool. And so she is having Aww, a flashback, but Kaylee. she's like sort of she's, she's a sort child. of like aware of herself, but she's yes. in her child body. She's holding the golf club. It's but the lights are on. Everything seems better. Like it's brighter. Like she's got blood on her neck whatever. She looks over at the mirror and her mom is there and she doesn't look evil. She looks like mom. She looks like her regular mom before she got rabies. And the mom holds out the arms and she's like, she starts crying. You start crying. Yes. And like, oh, it's this is beautiful, but very dark and like something evil is about to happen. And then she hugs the mom in the mirror and you're like, oh, I she's expected, not hurting her. I expected yeah. something awful to happen. I thought she'd get strangled a third time. Right. Cut to the present. Oh, my Modern gosh. day Tim is like, I'm going to end this. He looks at safe. the mirror. There's nothing there. He looks at the mirror. He's like, fuck you. There's nothing in front of it. He hits the fail safe. Anchor swings. And guess where Amy was? Oh, Amy Pond. Oh, my God. And so, we, and so he he gets to see his sister, who protected him for so many years, just drowning in her own blood, pretty much decapitated by this yeah. anchor. And he did it. And he knows he did it. So you can just chuck those 10 years that you had in the psychiatric ward right down the toilet. Right. Well, and so then, like, <laughs> and so then we just stuff. get, like, these, like, immediate flashback back to the future back to the past back to the future moments where like modern day him and past him are both getting arrested for murdering a member of their family and they're both yelling the same thing they're like it wasn't me it was the mirror you know and then you get to see kaylee baby kaylee like no that's my brother like trying to get her brother one more time and she's like promise me that you'll come back like promise me we'll end this and he's like, I promise. And he's in the being put in the back seat of the car as a child. And then you also see adult him getting put in the back seat of the car. He looks up. He sees his parents in the window with their mirror eyes, just like he saw last time. And then he looks back up again. And like, as modern sister, day version. As modern yeah. day him and his sister's in there too. Another victim. Another victim. And the mirror's feeling just fine. Gosh, this movie. And that's how it ends. And that's it. How messed up is this movie? Like This movie... All throughout that climax, I like you don't know what's real and what's not, and you don't. You don't know. even now. I've seen this movie twice now. I watched it in theaters and probably three times now. I've watched it probably three times. I still don't know what's real. I still don't know if that fiance died. All I know is that this movie is brilliant, and those critical reviewers don't know what they're talking about. And Mike Flanagan is amazing. That's what I know. Those are the facts I know from this movie. Nothing else is fact. Yeah, I literally, yeah. I, like, I don't know what else to say. I truly don't know what actually happened in this movie at all. Time to watch it again. All I do know is that like it was a, it was a wild ride. <laughs> I think that we're ready to rank it. Oh, my gosh. Let me okay. pull up the scoreboard. Okay. For our first-time listeners, we have a scoreboard that has – we rank all the movies that we watch based on uh, no strong criteria, just 
quality and if we liked it, pretty much. Yeah, more or less. Because if something's <laughs> high quality and we're like, this is a good movie, I just don't appreciate it, we might rank it high. But if it's shit and I really like it, looking at you idle hands, I'm going to fight for you and you're going to go high too. Yeah. And then Halloween goes to the bottom. Those are the criteria for our list. So the current scoreboard, we have Conjuring at number one, mm-hmm. then Hereditary, Scream, Creep, Drag Me to Hell, Insidious, Idle Hands, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Strangers, The Exorcist, Paranormal Activity, Halloween. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Still about the bottom couple. Anyways. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not too hurt by that. I want... <sighs> this is at least top five, about obviously. It. It's not going. This to is number one. one. No, it totally it's not. Is. I would put it. It is better than Hereditary, mm. at least. I will it's not tolerate anything but one or two for this movie. I don't like it above Scream because Scream is important to me. This movie is but. better. I thought, like, it scared me, which I obviously don't like. But it's a horror movie. That's what it's supposed to do. It was so well done. I thought the acting was exquisite. I thought the plot line was. I'm still like whirling about it. Like this is the this is the first movie I think honestly that we've watched that I'm You're actually enthusiastic. enthusiastic about. Yeah, yeah, and that has okay. to count for, for your enthusiasm alone. I will allow it to be in the top three. I want it. The thing is, every time I look back, I want to move something around. Like right now, I want Hereditary below Scream. But you know what? This Oculus can be number two. I'm I'm comfortable with that. Fine. So Conjuring, I'm sorry, Conjuring has I to mean, be number one. You're only saying that because it's your favorite. Well, yeah, because I like it. That's oh, what yeah. all <laughs> you're only saying that because you like it. <laughs> I know, but like I don't know. I just I I I like this movie more. I th- I thought it was better. Mm, it's got to be number two for me, dog. Very well, but next time I'm getting what Very I want. Well. You say that every time, and That's you not never true. do. You watch yourself. Ooh. I will move Idle Hands right back to the bottom. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. That's sealed. That's sealed in. <laughs> Locked in. We shook on that over Skype. We mm-hmm. Skype shook on it. All right. I'm comfortable with this. Okay. Oculus is now number two on our scoreboard. And if you guys are interested in joining our club, we love that you guys have stuck around to talk to us about Oculus for like an hour and a half. That's yeah. really cool of you. And if you want to officially join, all you have to do is subscribe, like I said, and then we'll do this every single week with a different movie. And you can check on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We talk about what movie we're doing ahead of time. And you can, all, you can also see all the stuff that didn't fit into this episode, including ridiculous memes that I think are funny, but also <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff that I think is cool. Yeah, and if you are cur- if you want to see the scoreboard that we were just talking about um we do have it online it's on our tumblr we have it on nightlighthorrormovieclub.tumblr.com and so that's where we post it i think we also post it periodically on twitter etc and we also have all of our show notes that chris writes on tumblr for each episode so if you're curious about an episode but don't want to commit to it you can always check and get kind of a synopsis it's mostly just me being like sassy about our own show being sassy about his opinions (laughs) yes it's true but it's it'll give you an idea of what the episode is going to be about before you watch it and if you enjoyed this podcast which hopefully you did because you're still listening to us uh hopefully that means that there are others out there who will also enjoy it and you can help them find it more than we can and you can do that by rating us and leaving a review on itunes or whatever other medium that you're watching it on and that makes it it makes it easier for people to find us and we'll really appreciate it. And the club will definitely grow. Thanks to you. Yes. Thanks to you. So what are we watching so, next week? I think that we can do the shining. I think it, it, like you said, it's on mm-hmm. Netflix and um, I finished my donation on Wednesday. So I'm going to be kind of out of it and in hospital stuff until probably like Thursday, but 
that should be enough time to cover it. Just just because I know that this is a really meaty one. The Shining has mm-hmm. so much to it, and there are so many opinions about it. I haven't read the book. Oh Have you read the book? Obviously not. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I I, <laughs> I literally can't believe. So it, I haven't people. read this book. Can you believe she's still asking me? I know. I'm sorry. I'm still. At, one day oh you're gonna God, be yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's my <laughs> yeah, favorite <no>. book. <laughs> I do. I do know. So I I say let's do Shining and. And if you guys want to watch it, it is on Netflix. So you can watch along and then come argue with us next Monday. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch that we're just for some reason avoiding, feel free to just like throw movies our way and tell us to watch them. And then we just will. You can drop us a line at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on pretty much any of our social medias. Yes. If you want to watch a really scary one make sure you send it either to the email or to twitter because i'll just veto it (laughs) i'm like (laughs) now delete delete but i'm really glad we did oculus i'm glad we both agree that it's an awesome movie rare thing and i guess that wraps it up very rare this is a very special episode but that's it i guess that concludes our weekly meeting and we will see you guys next next time. time 